Ford. Second time this year he's been named Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week. That honor came down yesterday. I was looking at some pro football focus numbers, just kind of culling the stats. Uh, 42 stops this year for Jalen Ford, Craig. PFF considers a a stop to be a tackle that results in a failure for the offense. Uh, That leads all Big 12 linebackers. And I was thinking about this in relation to Jalen Ford, Craig. Now, I, I haven't seen all the linebackers in the Big 12. I uh, haven't seen D. Winters at TCU, haven't seen Dylan Doyle at Baylor, at least in person yet. But I've got to think, and I was trying to think about this yesterday. Kirk Bowles and I were having a conversation about this because Kirk is on the committee for the Football Writers Association All-American team. And we were both thinking, like, man, is there a better linebacker in the Big 12 than Jalen Ford? And honestly, I mean, the, the guys that we've seen, I was like, you know what? Maybe not. I mean, he's at least in the conversation, and I'll be frank, Craig, when I submit my uh, football writers ballot for defensive nominees for the All-American team, Jalen Ford is going to be on there again because you talk about the impact plays that he's made this season. There's two games, Iowa State and K-State. Texas does not win those games if not for plays Jalen Ford makes on defense. So uh, I don't know, Craig. It, it's linebacker is one of those positions. And look, we've talked about the development that's going on with him. Credit Pete Kwiatkowski and Jeff Choate with that. Uh, and we talked about linebacker being a position for Texas that they really haven't been able to figure out. But Jalen Ford proving my theory correct once again that, man, if there's a football prospect on defense in the state of Texas and Utah offers them, if you're a Power 5 program in the state, circle back and take a look at that kid's film if you haven't offered him because you probably missed something. Uh, Craig, he's, he's played linebacker as about as high a level as we've seen maybe since that you know that Malik Jefferson, Gary Johnson year back in 2017. Because I, you know, Joseph Osai was a different kind of guy playing on the edge, but probably that 2017 defense was the last time you got this kind of impact play from an inside backer. I agree, uh, and and he's on a roll, and he kind of is in the mentality of when you when, when you visit with him. I know you visited with him. We have on the, our post game shows as well about he, he. I won't say he's matter of fact about it, but he is business like about it in saying. Here's what's designed. Here's what's laid out. What we're supposed to do. These are my responsibilities, and I go carry them out. I mean, he yeah. he, he kind of approaches that way, and he's and he and he's not doing it with any false humility. He's kind of he's very analytical about what his responsibility is supposed to be and that of his teammates, and that's pretty impressive to see. And I just go back to all the stuff I heard behind the scenes in the offseason that that defensive staff felt like whatever their ceiling was going to be on defense. Whatever they were going to be able to do, it was going to be because they had that much confidence in Jalen Ford taking a step forward. So credit to him, credit to PK, credit to Jeff Choate for getting him there. Uh, a couple Absolutely. other, a couple other PFF notes, Craig. We'll stay on defense. We talked about the interior D line. Sure, I, I heard Rod mention this yesterday on Baldwin Line, and and I agree with him because as I was watching the game, this kind of played out. K State made a concerted effort to run the ball right at Texas, and and they had success early with it, Craig. They had some gap runs, I think on their first drive, where they just kind of marched down the field that worked, and Texas made some adjustments, and they never really got the quarterback run game going with Martinez. He had a couple of scrambles when he was able to get outside the pocket to evade pressure, but they never really got their design quarterback run game going like they liked to with Martinez. And a lot of that's due to the Texas defensive line. Craig, I was looking at the highest graded interior defensive lineman in the Big 12, according to Pro Football Focus. Texas has four of the top seven highest graded interior defensive linemen in the Big 12 on their roster. Moro Ojimo, number one. Keandre Coburn, number four. Byron Murphy, number five. And Devondre Sweat, 
number seven. So, again, we talked about the issues last year defensively. A lot of it, I felt, had to do with that interior D-line not playing to their paper. They've done that and then some this year, and a lot of that credit goes to Bo Davis. Keandre Coburn, I know, Craig, he, he gave you and Roger a, a pretty impassioned interview in the postgame on Saturday, and he said yesterday, he, he talked about how much he owes to Bo Davis for his development, and he said, he said, I would literally die for Coach Davis. So that's the respect those guys in that defensive line room have for Bo Davis. Really, really good job by Bo Davis this year with that interior D-line group. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's been impressive to see. Uh, uh, absolutely. Yeah, what, Would you say, Snoop, your guy? Yeah, it's what that's what Keandre said. Yeah, that's how much that's how much he, he that's how much love he's got for Bo Davis. Uh, I do want to get to some Bijan Robinson numbers because just wow, uh, you're just amazed by the guy. First Longhorn with back to back thousand yard season since Vince Young in 04 and 05. First running back at Texas to have back to back thousand yard seasons since Cedric Benson had four in a row from 01 to 04. Uh, Bijan Robinson, Craig, according to Pro Football Focus. 781 total yards. Now, seven, there, there have been a lot of good Texas backs that didn't get to 700 yards in a season. Bijan has 781 <laughs> through nine games after contact. Uh, that's number three in the FBS. He's averaging a little over four yards per carry after contact. 73 missed tackles forced. That's number one. In, uh, in all of college football, 27 runs of 10 or more yards. That's tied for 15th in the country. And then 15 uh, design runs of 15-plus yards. That's tied for 12th in the country. And, you know, Craig, we talk about showdowns. Like last weekend where everybody's talking about the showdown between Deuce, Rob- De- uh, Deuce Vaughn and Bijan Robinson. Uh, this week, I'm not so sure these, these aren't the t- – with all due respect to Deuce Vaughn, Kendrick Miller might be the best offensive player in the country that nobody talks about. When you watch TCU play, he does so much for them to balance them out and really make them a two-dimensional offense. Uh, and Bijan said yesterday that he's pumped about going head-to-head with Kendrick Miller. It gets him fired up. But uh, Kendrick Miller put up some nice numbers last year. Craig, it kind of got lost in the shuffle with the year TCU had, but he, he's been outstanding for them this year, especially lately because Max Duggan's been a little banged up. They haven't been able to use the quarterback run game as much as they would like to put a little bit more on Kendra Miller, and he's been really, really good. That whole running back group for TCU is really good, but Miller, Miller's the bell cow, and, and, I, and I like him a lot. He's got that explosivity you talked about, and uh, uh, he, he's a different kind of back than say, obviously, well, Deuce Vaughn's a different kind of back from just about every kind of back. He's just yeah. different because of his diminutive stature. Uh, and and the fact that the Longhorns did a great job on him holding in, what, 73 yards. They And and you pointed out yesterday, Jeff, the Longhorns have not allowed a 100-yard rusher this season. Uh, this, is, this is a challenge of a different sort that they're going to see on Saturday night and what Miller can do because he can get out – Pretty quickly, if you're if you're not on him, and and uh, that's going to be certainly one of the uh, one of the the challenges uh, for this for this defensive unit to be able to, to put the clamps on him. Yeah, and bet- between Deuce Vaughn and Jameer Gibbs, uh, they, 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 this defense has faced some pretty good running backs already this year. Uh, so uh, yeah. Ken- Kendra Miller, by the way, a little over a thousand yards, one thousand nine. He had a run, Craig, in their game against West Virginia, and I think this is kind of the the I don't know. Um, Sonny Dykes is they they've had guys that have been able to run the football, but probably not like this. And it's kind of a uh, kind of reminds you almost of some of those Baylor offenses, right? That veer and shoot style we saw it at Texas in 2016. Right. How, the, how the middle of the they, they would stretch you so much uh, horizontally 
with their wide receiver splits and then their speed to stretch you vertically, that the middle of the field would be wide open, but it's open for the run game. Uh, we saw Deontay Foreman break off chunk yardage run after chunk yardage run right up the pipe. Kendra Miller had a run, a touchdown run in that West Virginia game. Craig, it was like a 45, 50-yard touchdown run. Nobody touched him, and it really looked like one of those runs we saw Deontay Foreman have in that 2,000-yard season where he just, as big as he is, he just looked faster than everybody else on the field, and and just the design of their offense freed him up. So I, I really like what they're doing uh, with Kendra Miller right now. But that's a that's a headline headline matchup of two, two guys, Craig. They could very well both – I don't know if you'll have three Big 12 running backs at the College Football Awards for the Doak Walker Award, but between Deuce Vaughn, Bijan Robinson, and Kendra Miller, probably two of those three with either Blake Corum and or Jameer Gibbs, they're, they're going to be in the mix for that Doak Walker Award by the end of the year, I would think. Well, the the three guys in the, in, in the race in the Big 12 that you talked about in that running back race will have a chance – to get uh, to write their ticket, obviously, to the, the running back awards, uh, to those award shows because of the head-to-head stuff that's, you know, getting ready to come down the pike here. There's already been one head-to-head meeting, and, and B. John Robinson got the, had, had the edge, supposedly, you know, so to speak, had uh, definitely had the better game uh, than, uh, than Deuce Vaughn did in that one. Now, this week, and there's been another one, obviously, Kendra Miller, and Deuce Vaughn, and they both had good games in that TCU win. Uh, but now uh, you've got Texas and TCU this week, so you've got B. John Robinson and Kendra Miller. And then you've got Kansas State and Baylor going on this week too. So uh, it's an opportunity certainly for uh, Deuce Vaughn to get you know back on the horse this week. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's still and then of course uh, Texas will have to play Baylor. So that, anyway, there's some there's some stuff. There's still more opportunities for these guys to show what they can do. It's crazy when you think about it, Craig. The depth yeah. of the running backs in this league. I mean, it's like a wave of them leave, and then you look up and between Bijan, Deuce, Kendra Miller, Richard Reese at Baylor. Uh, good good luck picking two backs for a first team All Big Twelve at the end of the year. Yeah. That's why I, I, I'm saying I don't know that we'll see three wind up there. Like you said, you also don't you you, you don't know uh, that uh, that that's going to happen. Uh, but uh, you know, even even if that if that doesn't happen, I think there's a good chance you see two of them there. Yeah, you could see Bijan and Kendra Miller there, or Bijan and Deuce Vaughn. I think Bijan certainly would be uh, right now because of the totality of what he does. Even though Miller. Uh, is over a thousand yards as well. The uh, totality of it uh, might favor Bijan, but again, it's head to head this week. Even though you know both running backs would tell you, and I'm sure Kendra Miller will say it to everybody when they bring him out in the in the player availability here in a few minutes up here in Fort Worth, he'll probably say, uh, you know, it's it's not me against Bijan, it's you know us against them. You know, but both are great team guys. Yeah, for sure. And I think, uh, and that's what makes them better. I think I think that's what makes them better uh, as running backs. Their coaches constantly laud what team-oriented guys both of those guys are, and you really have to have that if you're going to have a lot of uh, you know success on the field. In addition to the you know the individual su- uh, success, so I think it all kind of goes hand in hand. Um,